Hello there, and welcome to the newest episode of Kazawap. Two cousins, one podcast, endless entertainment. I'm your host, Willie, and I'm joined by Isaiah. Today is a very special episode. Today is the three-year anniversary of the series finale of a childhood show that means a lot to me, and I remember uh, having a lot of memories with Isaiah regarding this show, Star Wars The Clone Wars. In 2020, the show released the series finale, and I'm going to go through the history of what the show went through in a moment, but uh, today we are going to essentially be discussing that series finale, which Isaiah has never seen before. So what's going to happen is I'm going to get his thoughts about what the Clone Wars is based on his little knowledge of it, because, you know, he's managed to see some of it, but not all of it. He's uh, he'll be brought up to speed um, on our little break. We're going to go watch the series finale and then we're going to come back and just have Isaiah discuss his thoughts as as we you know talk about whatever we might have seen so this is a special type of episode it's a it's a it's a, it's a special episode because we don't normally do this so i'm literally about to leave mid-recording and go check this thing out isaiah just one question i want to ask you before we get into all this is what, what do you remember of the clone wars what is what is your memory of it i'll be absolutely honest with you my memory on clone wars is shot i remember the movie and then I remember pieces of like the first couple seasons, obviously Cad Bane um, and his appearance. I remember obviously Ahsoka and her relationship with Anakin and how it's at the core of, it's one of the main themes throughout the entirety of, of, of the series. Um, but I don't, I don't know anything in terms of like how established she becomes. I'm very like iffy on Anakin's development timing wise like obviously I know from Star Wars where he's headed but I don't know how fast he develops toward an antagonist and if that's present in this story Um, and obviously when it comes to the Mandalore side of things piecing things together from watching Mandalorian plus the you know knowledge I might have picked up from some some Star Wars games or the movies or you know things I read on Reddit um I'm not going to say I'm a master in any way, shape, or form, but I've got some pieces of the story in my mind, is I guess, I guess what I'm trying to say. Yeah, like I said, we're going we're gonna to catch you up on everything you need to know before we go into this. Um, but just, just for those out there who may have some concern about you jumping ahead to the series finale, why, why have we decided to do this? I think the reason why we wanted to jump in like this is... One, we've been wanting to do this for so long. Um, I I have wanted to watch this with you, and there was a time, everybody, that Willie sent me a very well-broken-down list on Notes app. Shout-out to the iPhone users. This is what you need to watch. Here's what's filler. Here's what you can skip. Make sure you don't miss these episodes. Um, and I just haven't gotten to it. You know, life get crazy, man. Life be getting crazy, you feel me? Um, and so when he came up with this idea of, all right, let's give like a basic breakdown, fill in the holes that you know for the most part, then jump in, I was like, yeah, I'm down because you about to super fast mode this process for me. I definitely need to go back and watch it, and I will. You know, like I watched first season of Bad Batch. Um, obviously, I'm watching Mandalorian. Like I just got to make time and go back 
and do this thing. Yeah, you know, I think there is that potential that you watching this will boost your I need to go back and watch this and I have a better understanding of this because in truth, like this is not how I super duper want to do this. Nah, you really blessing my life right now. You a real one, Willie. And any haters that are trying to talk about something different or act like this is blasphemy, listen, for you Star Wars purists out there, this is Kazawa, man. We're doing this for the love, man. Take that hate somewhere else, you heard? Anyways, go ahead, Willie. Sorry. I'm getting crazy over here. Overall, this is an experiment. This is, I think it's still something you can enjoy. Even if you haven't seen it, you know, you and me, I remember going and sitting down on the couch right as things were dropping. I remember the season two trailer or the season one uh, series, uh, the season finale trailer with Cad Bane running up on the guards and everything. And it was just crazy. Bro, his voice, his voice was just so iconic. And then the, the desperado cowboy hat type, yo, bro. And then when they brought him into Mando, I was gassed. I was so pumped. You mean you mean Book of Boba Fett, aka Mando's two point five, yeah, two and a half, uh, yeah. And yeah, and I feel like the only other memory that I have with you regarding Clone Wars is chilling in the back of Grandma's car, making a freestyle one night. I don't remember that, but if you say free, I was there. If it was a freestyle, I was there. We're gonna go watch this video real quick that explains everything you need to know. And if there's anything in the video that I feel like is missing, I got you. And then we're gonna get into it. So the real discussion will happen soon. Yeah, so this is the part where we're actually watching the episode. And we're back. All right. And we are back from watching The Siege of Mandalore, the finale of star wars the clone wars and so i know i have things that i'm ready to tell you like hey this is this is their mindset behind this and this is how they did this but first i want to get your thoughts just your let me hear what you thought about it i want to hear your points before i bring my points up tell me what what you thought if you thought certain things were special if you thought some things could have been done differently yeah man i think First and foremost, bro, Darth Maul, love Darth Maul. I think because I didn't, not that I didn't care for, but it's like my relationship with the first, the second, and the third movie in the in the in the nine. I didn't really care for Darth Maul that much, but Clone Wars just really stuck the landing, and I'm excited to jump into Rebels now because of this storyline from Darth Maul. Like, what ridiculous, Ahsoka, bro. Come on, bro. Can I tell you how excited I am for Ahsoka to be coming out now? Especially when I'm hearing that it's a continuation of Rebels. This story is, this is one of her big, like, cornerstone moments for her as a Jedi. So I just think, like, it was really dope to see that unfold and to see the stance that she took. I also loved the way that they connected Anakin um, and, and some of his frustration with the very the very light of the Jedi order and their principles on what they stand for and don't stand for politically and how that, that you can see that line that we've watched all show just kind of have like a bow put on top of it of like, maybe these good guys aren't so good after all the perfect thought to push him into the dark side. I love that, bro. Love that. 
clones. I just, bro, come on, bro. Like it was, it was. Clone Wars started, and then that first movie that came out that we watched, it was the relationship that the Jedi had with the clones that was introduced right from Rip, bro. So it's like that being such a key part of why this mission was accomplished and the and the adventure and what they lost on the journey um, when Order 66 goes off is just crazy, bro. The chip and the whole removing it from him while they go, yo, bro, what were they doing, bro? They were going crazy, so I just loved everything. And then when you dig a lot deeper, and this is where I know you're going to have some points, so I don't want to get too far off, but I'm giving you my raw thoughts. Um, there's a story between light and dark that's stitched into all of Star Wars, obviously. And I'm not just talking about light and dark like Sith versus Jedi. I'm talking about like something really, really bright and special um, versus this like darkness that's stitched into the story. Um, and you hear pieces of like the Bible throughout the story. And I think as I watched Ahsoka go on her journey, it really spoke to me, um, as like a, as like a, a person who sometimes doesn't like the way things are done and feels like there's no other way to make something new happen, um, without going against the very people who equip you to be who you are. I think it's like a major key of growing up, but it's also like a major key of character development. And to see her go through that was just really cool. I really appreciated that. That's what hit my heart um, as I was watching the show. So I'll be telling people now, I'll be like, yo, bro, there's this light versus dark political concept and the characters are really tussling with this in their spirit and their soul and their character development is mad tied to everything that goes on. You've got to jump in. And they'd be like, oh, Star Wars? Bet. I'm on that. I'm watching that Clone Wars. It's just this is this was a perfect exhibit a moment. I felt like it was just really good storytelling. You know, especially when you look at like Ahsoka, who you look at the last Jedi, and you have Kylo saying, Take my hand to Ray, and she's like, No, I'm not gonna do that. You're the darkness. But you have Ahsoka who walked away from the order, tell Maul, I will help you. And that Crazy. shifts that light, dark conversation to a different level of like, where do the lines blur? When do they work together? How does that work? But yeah, with Ahsoka, you know, Ahsoka is just fantastic. And that arc is like, watch the first introduction of Ahsoka and then watch the character you meet here. Now, hold on, wait, wait, wait. The Ahsoka show that's coming out, her appearance in Mando season two, did that happen before or after this series, this season of Clone Wars came out? So her appearance in The Mandalorian was after this season. So this premiered in May of 2020. And so then when she appears in season two, that was like December, November of 2020. And it was really fun because in Mando season two, you have Bo-Katan saying, go find my Jedi friend. And now we see in this, okay, we get why they trust each other. We understand Bo-Katan, which Bo-Katan in this joint and throughout all of Clone Wars, I, I can say like she was always iffy on me. But I'm excited for when we do, because we will do a Mandalorian season three episode of Kazoop. Bo-Katan. Bo-Katan. Yeah, bro, she's great. 
she's great and 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 she is no spoiler but she is the mandalorian bro like what that means can't wait to talk about that but to see that come to life here on this that was just really also dope it was like i believed in what they were doing because at the end of the day the mandalorian culture nation planet like they've been taking l's since this war you know and the light and the dark are on the opposite sides of this war so it's like they're casualties it's cool to see her get her w bro yeah her w is dope to see yeah you know with you saying right when we finished watching the episode i'm not sure if we had our recording rolling still you saying what happens to this person and this person and it's it's hard for me right now because it's like i want to tell you the complicatedness of this entire story and how dave filoni was jumping through hula hoops to make things happen but on the other hand i'm like do i really need to tell him these things or would i rather him figure out some of these things on his own but like you know that darth maul is in rebels and so like Keep in mind that all of Rebels was made before this season dropped. And so when they mention things in Rebels, you're like, wait, what do you mean? What are you talking about? So there is a scene from some of the best episodes of Rebels where Darth Maul and Ahsoka come face to face. And this, keep in mind, this was made before this season. And Maul says, Lady Tano, still running. And it's like, when the hell did you guys meet? Or like characters constantly mentioning like we were there at the Siege of Mandalore. And you're like, what? Wow. And now to know what these things mean. And so, like I said, they are planting these seeds that now need to be honored as you backtrack. Because not only now making season seven do you need to honor the other six seasons of Clone Wars, you need to honor things from Rebels. Yeah, they're building, bro. They're really building. I think in terms of our universes right now, I think Star Wars universe is the strongest. It's the most wow. consistent in my opinion, bro. So I, that's what this uh, these sets of episodes were okay. for me. Like they're cooking right now. You yeah. know what I mean? Cooking, bro. Bro, I, I remember when these episodes dropped, you know, pandemic beginning and clone wars had just started back up again and so fridays to come and watch these episodes felt very great in such a dark time and so the when the siege of mandalore aired it was weekly so it's you get one episode and then you wait and then they announced that the final episode instead of premiering on that friday would appear that monday on may 4th crying in my room on May 4th, 2020, three years ago today, just because Ahsoka and Rex had to battle their way through clones and Rex had to shoot at his own brothers and these characters that no longer had any control over themselves. Our friends were dying. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was just so sad. And the way they ended all off, like the last two minutes, three minutes is just that somber music. It was just so good. But it's a movie. It's a movie. It's, it's really the, a movie. It's not it's not four episodes. It's it's a movie. It's a movie. It starts with the Star Wars theme song cuz Clone Wars it always starts with the the Clone Wars warfare war drums. No, this was just dun, 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 dun. it started with the Lucasfilm production the like 
they treated this as something special. Yeah, they did. You know, for sure. It felt like that from the beginning to end. And honored it honored so much throughout its entirety with like Return of the Jedi esque Anakin scene where he goes up against the bots and one last time of seeing Obi Wan and Anakin like, you know, here we are. Oh, another thing from Rebels is like Ahsoka, like, you know, she's there. Somebody asks, like, keep in mind, at this point in Rebels, the last time we saw Ahsoka was her walking away from the Jedi Order. And so they're talking about Anakin Skywalker. And she says, the last time I saw Anakin Skywalker, he was running off to save the Chancellor. And it's like, what do you mean by that, Ahsoka? And now we get to see, like, oh, she was deeply intermingled with Revenge of the Sith. There's this entire second side to Revenge of the Sith that we do not know. And it just deepens... Palpatine's genius because we don't know and I know that there's going to be people that know more than I do if this has been confirmed somewhere but like there are people that feel like Darth Maul's plan was so good that Sidious enacted his plan and got himself kidnapped because if Anakin and Obi-Wan go to Maul chances are they would have washed them but Sidious couldn't allow that and so there's just so much here There's it's it was just so good when when looking at like Darth Maul, I'ma steal these words straight from Freddie Prince Jr. You know who Freddie Prince Jr. is? Stop it. Alright, bro. So he's one of the main characters in Rebels. And he goes, he was on this podcast or something, and he went off on a tangent about Star Wars. One of the funniest videos like ever of him like basically cursing out fans. And it's so good. But he brings up a point about Darth Maul that is just so true. And so I know you're a fan of Greek mythology. So do you know who the character of Sisyphus is? Of course I do, bro. The guy who's pushing the rock up the hill, all for it to fall back down. And he's just, he's he's cursed to have to do that for the entirety of his life. And that's Maul. And he says, that's Darth Maul. He essentially says, George Lucas is a this and that. Hold up, actually, because... With this episode, there are going to be three videos that I have brought to show you while recording. And so one of them is Freddie Prince Jr. talking on this. I don't think there are Rebels things here, but it's just him talking on it. It's just so brilliant. We've stepped away to watch this Freddie Prince video. Uh, Check out the description so you can tap in, see the video, understand where we're coming from. Uh, And we're back. Yo, he was popping off just now. He was. So all that to say, Darth Maul and all of these characters are these archetypes. And it's just the skin of Star Wars and the depth that they give them that makes it all so beautiful. So Darth Maul is a beautiful character, a beautiful, tragic character, all the way up until where we see him later on. So for the Siege of Mandalore, what did you think of the fight? between Ahsoka and Maul specifically during episode two? I thought it was really good in terms of, like, the actual choreography. Um, But at the same time, I'm not going to lie and say I didn't want more. It's just that I think they, they, they diverted expectations by not giving us a much media, a much more meatier fight. Um, and instead kind of choosing to show this part of Ahsoka that I thought that was very important to see. 
because then it still makes it makes her the protagonist you know it makes her the one that's in the spotlight for the moment because that's who's supposed to be so I really I really like that they did that I was happy with what we got as a fight but ultimately that entire scene I was just glad it was written the way it was yeah and so my favorite thing about the fight besides the emotional weight behind it all is what they actually did to make that fight come to life because Clone Wars has always been their fights have been phenomenal but there's always like this air to it like there's always this there's not weight to the fight and you know weight to the fights are always spectacular you know that's what makes them feel more grounded and so this next bit of information is incredible that I'm going to be sharing with you and it's the fact that the fight was done in motion capture for the episode and it was a mocap no fight way. just like before we stepped away to watch this video head to the description so you can tap in see what we watched and so i i tell you this information and i show you this information to showcase they put their all into this arc 100%. You know, and as artists like Dave Filoni and Lucasfilm have always gone hard, but this was them like, let's get Ray Park from 1999, hop back on, you could be Maul. We'll take Sam, who's provided the voice to Maul, we can match those. And just to give this fight a grounded fight in the finale that needed that weight is fantastic. Yeah. It's beautiful, man. This is this is what it's about, bro. It's that Star Wars energy. You know, another another thing that I wanted to ask you about, especially since you've just watched this, um, and you know, we we just watched the interview with Ray Park and Sam Witwer. Like, what do you think of Sam Witwer's performance as Darth Maul, especially like in this episode? Since th is this the first time you've seen him as Maul? Yeah, I had never seen him, so I think his performance was just excellent, bro. I mean creepy bro and that video just sheds even more light to the dedication and the co the coordination of the choreography of the fight plus the voice acting all together coming into you know this epic scene that even Filoni says is one of the best if not the best fights one of the best fight that they've made for Star Wars which I think is crazy so yeah man I think it was great yeah you know Sam Sam puts his all into the role. There are scenes from other seasons of Clone Wars where he's just maniacal. And then there's scenes from some other projects that he is also in. Shit, you already know he's in Rebels. So, like, there's a scene in Rebels where, like, when you see the behind the scenes, like, he essentially, like, breaks the freaking sound barrier with his acting. Sam being able to come back. To Star Wars, not as Galen Merrick, not a Star Killer, but as Maul, and to make him a top character when he was originally just a one-off, is spectacular. Is spectacular, and just like the dedication he has to Maul now is unreal. Like when they were filming his solo scene, and they pulled up with the double-bladed lightsaber that he has in a Phantom Menace, and he's like, "Uh, guys, I'm sorry to say this, but this is wrong." And they're like, what do you mean this is wrong? He's like, you know, it looks great, but like he's either supposed to have this one or he's supposed to have this one. You can choose, but it's one of the two. Like, and he's like, I don't want to step on your toes as producers. And they're like, no, please tell us more. He has an understanding of who this character is and this love that he has for him now is great. So Sam Witwer is definitely a high. Yeah, bro. 
because he's a beautifully he's a beautifully yes. broken yes. character. We love Ashley Eckstein, and she's always great as Ahsoka. Same way Sam is always great, but like Sam dug somewhere for Maul. Yeah, bro, it was different, bro, and I felt him the entire time. And it was when he was in the the the, the tunnels. Why are that, you that opening here? line? Like that, the, ooh, that's I was, was hoping for Kenobi. Why are you here? Like it's so good, and then just the sympathetic so nature good. of like, join me. Like that episode gives us so much because yeah. on one hand he's so like, join me and we can defeat Lord Sidious. To then flip the end of the episode of, let me die. We're all gonna burn. Screaming at the top of his lungs. Sam. Yeah, ate, he was going, bro. He was going. Yeah, the atmosphere through episode three. I don't know if you 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 said it while we were watching about 10 minutes into like the silence. You were like, oh nah, it's order 66 time. And I was like, yo, he knows because the, you just you feel it and you're like, this win is not gonna feel like a win for much longer. And we know it, and they know we know it, and so they just let us feel it. The silence. Yeah, they, they ate that up, man. That presence was definitely there. I mean, I don't know if it's also because I watched, um, I played Jedi Fallen Order recently, and then on top of that, had watched the first couple episodes of Bad Batch. And so, like, seeing that Order 66 switch up, I had felt it, but I also was like, yo, the implications of what's going to happen right now are going to take this up like 10 notches. Because I saw how serious it was in those other depictions. So I was like, yo, this is about to get crazy. And then for me to have that thought and then it actually live up to the expectation I was, <laughs> I was thinking in my mind, that was what was keeping me gripped the entire time. I was like, yo, this is about to be so good. Oh, my God. It's so good. Like only Star Wars can do stuff like that, bro. I, I, don't, I don't know a lot of stuff that does stuff like that, bro. I mean, I said it last week where like Star Wars, one of the times where it works best is where it punches a hole through your chest and grabs onto your heart. And it's just like, I'm in control of this right now. Because as sad as those last two episodes are and how just terrible it is, it's also so good. Like I told you that a few years ago that it was one of the greatest pieces of Star Wars out. And so what do you think of that sentence? I agree. I agree. And I think they all know that too, especially after watching that video and hearing Dave Filoni talk about, talk about what it means. Um, I think it's one of those moments, like top two, three moments in Star Wars. So really good, really good stuff. And I think that it being so good means I can't wait for what's to come because that means they have to top themselves in terms of the way they put all the pieces together and the production level and the story they tell. So I think we're only going up from here, man. Yeah, you know, just Siege of Mandalore. Mandalore is a big thing. This plays a role in early Clone Wars, Rebels, and now with the Mandalorian. And it's like, this is definitely like a black hole area where it's like you can tie so much back to the Siege of Mandalore that just affects the galaxy like Everything in Mando season two doesn't work unless Bo-Katan finds Ahsoka and asks her for her help. 
You know what I'm saying? There's so much in Rebels that sets up where the Mandalorian even begins, where it's like... Word. It's very true. It's very true. The pieces come together in, in important ways, man. It's not just they connect because they connect, you know? I'm excited that you've actually gotten to watch this because now, like, it is this jump start for maybe you to say there are some arcs that maybe I want to go back on on Clone Wars that maybe tie into the Mandalorian stuff or, like, Ahsoka with Rebels. Like, I would love to know these characters, you know? Like, I told you last week, like, in Mandalorian, we've seen characters from Rebels that it's, like, you wouldn't even know. And so, like... Well, you might just be sitting there watching. There are other people that are like, yo, that was dope or this and that. Yeah, and like so people like, probably were like, who's Cad Bane and that Boba Fett? Because some people didn't watch Clone Wars. True, so they're just they like, were. oh, this guy's badass. But then it's like, no, bro, he's not just badass, bro. He's the badass, bro. <laughs> yeah, if you know, you know. That's, so that's one of those scenarios. It's like, who's Ahsoka? If you've never watched any animated stuff, she's just a random new Jedi That's on Mandalorian. Crazy, Think about like that. Different types of experiences can be had by people like that. That's so wild. Exactly. And that's what I love about Star Wars, that you can have those experiences. And like I say, like, yes, will the experience always be enhanced by watching these shows and always staying connected? Absolutely. But there's also that great perspective of like, what do you think of this character that you know nothing about that I know everything about? Yep. Yep, 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 yep. And I love that yeah. unique take. And I love that we get to experience uh, we get to experience the differences in the perspectives as well, the way that they do. It's so dope. Um, this has, yeah. again, like you already said, it's opened my eyes. I know Mandalorian is going to slap even more now. Because I've been going through loving yeah. Bo-Katan. Now I have more reason to love Bo-Katan, bro. Yeah. I mean, Mandalorian Season 3, I'm excited to get into some Bo-Katan talk. Because there's a lot of Bo-Katan that I was always just kind of like, that's Bo-Katan. Yeah, sure. But now I'm like, yeah, that's Bo-Katan. She about to be up on my Star Wars wall that I got right here. Because, you know, she available. I just never Plus, bought fun that fact, picture. Same animated actress is the same one that played... The legit live action. Yes. That's yep. Tuffington. Yep. Same same with like Cad Bane on Book of Boba Fett. But yeah, they that's a little different. She's there. She put the wig on. She did it all. And she's in there now. And I'm so happy for her. Right? Because it doesn't always work that way. It doesn't like Ashley Eckstein is not Ahsoka. I mean, it's obviously important to them for them to have Ray Park come back and play Darth Maul again. The consistency in actors... Um, is important to them, bro. It's it's almost like people know that too. It's almost like written in the clause of the contract to play the role. It's like you're like, yeah, I'll always have to come back. Yeah. I am tied to this character yeah. for the rest of sometimes my life. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> like it is a shame that Ashley isn't Ahsoka. You know, Rosario Dawson is. Um, but yeah, but that wasn't gonna work. Like I, I feel it like just, it, for her, it might not have worked as well as. Katie Sackoff playing Bo-Katan. But best believe every video game depiction of Ahsoka, that that voice actress came back to Absolutely. play herself. Like, I was going to say, yeah. she she returns. Ashley, Ahsoka is Ashley's baby, no matter what Rosario Dawson does with it. And it's like, the day that we get to see Ahsoka's end, I hope that it's Ashley in the role rather than Rosario Dawson. But 
Yeah, that would be good. Take it back to animated land and make that happen for you sure. You know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bring this up to watch now for you, but there is Tales of the Jedi, which I didn't really bring up last uh Star Wars episode that we had. No, you did. You did mention it. But roughly, I didn't go hard on it because there's an episode that if you watch after Siege of Mandalore, it's like it's very heavy hitting. Mm-hmm. And okay, I'm just going to tell you what it is. It's uh, it's like a training day where Anakin is teaching Ahsoka. But his purpose is droids are predictable and humans and people that are smarter than droids are not. So I'm going to train you how to survive the unpredictable. And what he's doing Prepping is her teaching for her 66. for already 66. So do you think he knows about it? No, because he's just teaching her. But it's just the idea that him teaching her this saves her from. So he's literally teaching her. He has the clones lined up in the circle the same way they did in the episode. He's like fire. And it starts with episode. She has her one saber that she has in early and this is something she was always teaching her. He was just adding more troopers. And when she got her second lightsaber, adding more and adding more and adding more. And you see her doing the same technique and failing. And it's just such a good episode because of where it ends. And I thought, do I show him before? And I remembered now I have to only let him watch that after. So it's it's like episode five. So watch that. But the Siege of Mandalore is fantastic. Some of my favorite Star Wars. It's done so much. And it hit. And the fact that it hit, even though knowing how it has to end and that it happened and the players involved for years, we know everyone who's at that battle before that battle even comes to play. It's just great. Hell yeah, bro. It was so good. I'm so glad you put me on. Thank you for being patient with me. (laughs) (laughs) It took a long time, but we watched it, bro. That joint was crazy. Definitely recommend this experience to anybody who may not have watched Clone Wars. I mean, sit and go through it for sure, but there is a pretty concise video on the internet that does break down seasons one through six, and then uh, you can jump right into the end of seven, and really it's not like you've missed like the craziest, craziest, crazy, because that, that overview is pretty detailed. I'm not going to lie. He broke that down He did. Well. He did. I'm excited that you are open to giving Rebels a try. I hope you do go through it. And if you make it all the way through, I would love to talk on that. Yeah, man. I'm going to jump in there. Absolutely. And if you can't, if you feel like you can't go through it, then we just going to have to do another one of these before Ahsoka. I'm definitely going to drop little bombs as we keep talking. You know that. Because as I keep going along, it's going to connect things. Mando's yeah. going to, you know. Yes. yes. Come on, Star Wars, baby. Star Wars, bro. Star Wars. So with all that being said, you know. For the release of this episode, for those who may not be listening on the RR release day, which is, you know, today, May 4th. May the force be with you. Happy Star Wars Day. Uh, You know, it's a great holiday and it's a fun time. And I'm happy that this is dropping today. You know, going through this was an experience with you. I definitely have some little things that I'm waiting for you to get to in Mandalorian and Rebels and other Star Wars things where I'm like, I can't wait for him to say. And the way it connects to this is lit. But overall, you know, if you have any last Siege of Mandalore thoughts, drop it. And if not, you know, happy May 4th. Happy May 4th. Happy May 4th. Yo, one thing they definitely need to do 
is uh, make that season two of Obi and have Ahsoka and Obi connect. Nah. Nah. No, sir. No, sir. <laughs> that would be different. Do me a favor, sir. We'll Watch Star Wars Rebels, bro. <laughs> okay, we'll tighten that up. We'll tighten that up. Say less, bro. We're so glad that you were able to join us for yet another episode of Cuzzle Wop, where you will always find two cousins, one podcast, and listen to Tim. <laughs>